0: The following is a presentation
1: of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily stay to reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you Controversy at its best with uncensored music comedy and political discussion ladies and gentlemen this is outlaw radio
2: Right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio 4, the 12th of December, 2020. I'm your host, Bad Billy. Now, first and foremost, I want to apologize for those tuning in to the No Holds Barred Radio Network, Raw Talk Online, or of course, my station, which I own. The AOW Radio Network, tuning in for a live show, and you did not get one. I had to pre-record everything, of course. Still being syndicated out to uh, the uh, syndicated stations that I'm affiliated with, and of course being podcasted. But still, nonetheless, got a great show for you. Just a little bit, you're going to hear an interview that I recorded with David Black of a band called Seduce. And yes, they're my third 80s hair metal, uh, glam metal, whatever you want to call it, um, band that's uh, that's uh, being featured on Outlaw Radio this week. Later on in the show, I will be joined once again by Reba Cheryl out of Florida, because uh, there are some things uh, to discuss with this uh, latest election. I mean, if there isn't enough to discuss about that already, there's always more. And then, uh, I should be joined by Chris master later on in the show, going to be talking about, uh, going to be, instead of doing the, uh, news, we're going to be doing, uh, some uh, pop culture discussion later on, but before we get to all that. I want to cue one of the uh, songs by Seduce, and this ain't, isn't uh, anything by the in the latest. This is they've been around for over thirty years, and uh, this is off of I believe like their second album. This is called "Too Much Ain't Enough." And I'll be back with the interview with David Black right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it.
0: And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio.
1: hangovers from other liquors with cold cocks blend of herbs including green tea hibiscus ginger eucalyptus and more you'll be in herbal heaven cold cock whiskey available at spirit stores and distributors america wide find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. whiskey.com follow cold cock whiskey on facebook twitter and instagram celebrate those special moments with friends raise your glass take your shot you must be 21 or older to drink cold cock whiskey please drink responsibly
0: there are some people out there who need practical advice and yes i'm talking about you wisdom beyond value from the desk of mr holland there are five stages of beard link: stubble sea captain prisoner of war homeless person and wizard
3: Ooh, is that mr holland
0: yes ma'am please don't touch
4: Your voice is the strongest weapon. What you believe is the source. The power to speak out has the power to reach out. Freedom of speech gives you the right to express yourself. Without freedom of speech, there is little freedom at all. It is your right to stand up for what you believe in and to take action. Through speech, media, or social groups, you can make a difference. How will you make an impact with freedom of speech? This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association
1: cranked up live this is cranked up live then cranked Cranked up went country
5: today's best and tomorrow's greats
1: cranked up country now cranked up live is back Back, back, back. this is a sizzling hot podcast cranked up live curtis mckinney and brad hennington will keep you listening keep you laughing and keep you coming back for more Convicted felons will no longer be called convicted felons. Do you know what they want to call them, Curtis? no Justice-involved individuals is what they renamed them. Listen and download the podcasts at crankeduplive.com. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash crankeduplive. Cranked up live. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18
0: and you're listening to outlaw radio where we say what the fuckity fuck we want no exceptions
2: all right ladies and gentlemen you have just heard too much ain't enough by seduce and it is my pleasure to welcome david black of seduce to the show david how you doing brother
6: real good man what's going on thank you for having me
2: hey it's a pleasure having you here thank you very much for joining the show so
6: uh what's going what's going on man what's good (laughs) Uh,
2: for for those for those who are not familiar with seduce i mean obviously uh a band that uh, has has been around for a while not a lot of people have heard of you guys but uh you i know you're originally out of detroit but for those who have not heard of are not familiar with seduce why don't you give a little background tell the listeners about the band about yourself a little bit
6: ah geez i'm seduce uh late 80s early 90s uh kind of like a i don't know what you'd call it i don't know what i would call us that's kind of why i like that band you know we did pretty good with it did a bunch of clubs did some touring with it did a couple records with it now it's kind of funny because you're looking at it in the rearview mirror because it's a while ago you know what i mean but it's cool, you know, it's nice that people are still interested and, and you know, we had people interested in helping us get it back out because it was out for a while and then it wasn't and everybody bootlegged it and now it's back out again. So that's a good thing.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So I kind of get, uh, as I'm listening to the music, I kind of get the uh, impression of uh, maybe Motley Crue or Guns N' Roses definitely... Uh, a hair band from the eighties, and uh, by the way, for the third week in a row, I've got, I've got a got someone from a hair band on my show, and I I love that era. But uh, who? Oh, that's you, cool. Yes, uh, who would you say uh, your influences are?
6: Oh, geez, probably Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, like the classic old stuff. You know that. You know that's what I came up with. I started playing when I was young. So when I was a kid. You know, that's what you put on the record player and try and figure out. You know,
2: <laughs> and and you know, uh, you're you're coming you're coming from a from an era when you say the word record player.
6: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, oh yes. yeah, for
6: sure, dude. Yeah, I've been playing my whole life since I was a little kid. You know what I mean? I've been in it for the long haul here, so it's just you know, and seduces and uh, a really great section of all the stuff that I got to do. You know, it's really it's a cool thing that. Like I say, that you know, people still know it, and people are still interested in it. That makes me feel good.
2: Yes, yes. You you know, I I was I was telling this story the last couple of times, last couple of shows, and I'll I'll say it again. But just um, it was 2006, so roughly 14 years ago, I went to a uh, Poison and Cinderella concert in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And if there's one thing that just brought back some really sweet memories, it was just that that smell of hairspray from the fans. You know what I'm talking about?
6: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that was, you know, that was its own thing. That that was like the look, just like how everybody wore flannel shirts a couple years later. It was just part of that whole scene, you know?
2: Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, so, so uh, you're... Uh, ba- based out of detroit now uh let me let me ask you this about uh when it when it comes to touring and and, um, and some of the bigger clubs you have played uh, what's what's uh, so, some of the some of the biggest the major things you uh seduce has done
6: um jeez we've we've done a lot of good stuff it's hard to pick i think uh when, you know when we we're out like working the record and stuff uh, i remember we did the Ritz in New York, right after Ozzy did Speak of the Devil there and we played there with White Lion. It was the first MTV simulcast and I thought it was great to play the room because I was a big Ozzy fan and just uh, you know, kind of be in the same place and do the same thing around the same moment in time. You know, the that period of time that we're talking about, it was really cool. There was a lot going on. I mean the whole the whole music thing has fragmented quite a bit since then, but like that particular era that you're talking about it was it was really something you know i couldn't I couldn't even you know begin to think you know there was, there was it was the whole scene in general that I remember, like you say, like everybody coming out, you know, there was a scene back then. It wasn't all just like online. You know, that was before online. You know, it was in real life back then. It was different.
2: <laughs> real life as you say too. Yes. You know what
6: I mean, you, you know.
2: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean considering uh one person uh, s- says that uh their experience going to a concert is watching it live on YouTube. Um, yeah no, no, no'm uh, <laughs> no. so, yeah i'm sorry my 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 I heard that, and I'm like, What the fuck are you talking
6: about? oh yeah, no, no, I totally agree that's that's kind of where it all happens. You gotta be in the room, you know what I mean, that's you know to be a part of it it's 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 something you know, you can't just. I don't know, dude. It's just not the same. <laughs> you know, it's not the same. Yeah, you and, have to be there.
2: I mean, it, and it doesn't matter what genre of music, whether it's it's country, it's hip hop, it's hard rock, it's it's blues, whatever it may be. You want the real experience. You want to feel the real aura. You got to see them live in concert, and it doesn't. Sure. You you don't have to be right up there by the stage. I mean, still, to me. You, you give me the worst seat in the back, and I'm still going to enjoy that a lot more than watching it on TV or watching it on YouTube.
6: Oh, no. The only benefit like YouTube has now is to watch people that you can't see anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Jeez, older blues guy, Muddy Waters, whoever, people that were before my time, you know, I might have heard their record or read their name, but I never really saw them. You know what I mean? So as I get older, it's kind of cool now because I can find stuff that I've never seen before that I've been listening to my whole life, you know? So it's like a double-edged sword. I don't know. I love it, and I hate it all at the same time.
2: Oh, I, I agree. I agree with you there, too, especially with me being a fight fan, you know, get to get to watch uh, like, like old boxing matches. Uh, some, oh,
6: yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, that's great.
2: Yeah, because I'm a I'm a historian of uh, of the fighting arts, and so yeah, I mean, YouTube's YouTube's good for that, but uh, even even getting to that too, and what this whole uh, pandemic has done is just taken just taken away from us. You know, I mean, I'll never forget uh, when I went to a went to an amateur MMA event and I sat ringside, and uh, the I mean, I. Up to that, I you know I was watching many of fights on TV, but until I
6: got, definitely a different person as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the
2: the yeah. the experience was surreal. I'll yeah. say that.
6: I went to a heavy, I went to I sat ringside at a heavyweight match once, and it's a lot different in real life than it is on TV.
2: And you know, the same can be said for a concert. You know, it's very surreal.
6: Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah. You get caught up in the moment. You the outside world like kinda ceases to exist while you're standing there taking it all in, you're transported. You know, that's the magic of being there. You know, it's it's I don't know, it's hard to describe, but yeah, it's an emotional something that you feel, you know.
2: You can't describe it. You have to experience it to know it.
6: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know, and like you say, because of the pandemic you know, I've been kind of on a little hiatus here, wondering what the world's going to look like when this is all over with. You know, I got friends that all run clubs. I got friends that are all in bands. And for Now, the whole thing's just kind of up in the air, you know?
2: Yes, of course. But, uh, you know, there, there have been some good things that uh, have come out of it. Like, uh, you know, like when I talked to uh, Ross the Boss from Man of War and he told me he used all this time to. Uh, to get some uh, stuff done in the studio that uh, may have been even decades old and finally catching up on oh, yeah. all that. So at least we can take something positive out of this. You know what I mean?
6: Yeah, no, that's the that's the best you can do. But as far as like where you're going to be able to go and get out and play, you know what I mean? That's That remains to be seen. You know, I hope it's soon. I really do. I miss, I miss going out and playing. You know, this is, this is usually the time of year when we're kind of working it. And now it's like kind of not happening this year and I miss it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know what are you going to do? Just kind of ride it out.
2: Yes. Yes. And it most definitely. I mean, I mean since, since the, uh, the, the whole thing started for us uh, in mid-March, have you, have you had the opportunity to go out and play anywhere or do anything?
6: No, nah, not really. Well, it's like me and Chuck live here in Detroit and Mark, the bass player, lives in Nashville. So when mm-hmm. stuff comes up and we've got stuff to do, we get together. You know what I mean? So it's not like we're like in a constant state of rehearsal here in Detroit and stuff. When we want to do stuff, we kind of have to put it together.
2: Yes, And it's uh, has, has there been any changes to the lineup or has it been the, the same, the three of you, for since you started uh, 35 plus years ago?
6: It, it's varied a couple times, but it came back to the original three, which is cool, you know.
2: oh, that's awesome. It works.:
6: Yeah, no, and no, all of us are all kind of happy, healthy, and you know just doing our thing and just trying to get by It's cool. It really is. It's interesting, and the band still sounds good. It's not like how you go see some you go see some bands from back in the day, and you know that's it's kind of a little lacking or something, you know, but this band's still got a good spark to it, so it's a good thing.
2: Uh, oh yeah yeah i mean uh i can tell you got a good spark to you i mean uh, i mean yeah th- i mean 30 years is a long time but uh aging i think is uh, mainly in your mind if you if you let it get that far
6: oh yeah no doubt no doubt and we've all just kind of you know that was one point on the path, and now we're just farther down the path. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, yeah, I'm still sitting here playing, and just the whole thing. You know, it's all right. It's just, you know, you're just older now. It's just different, but it's okay.
2: Yes, yes, indeed, yes indeed. So, um, overall, I one thing one thing I I want to ask you because I've I've said this many times before, and I'll say it again is when I first started doing this show i was up in uh, northeast ohio and uh, okay yeah you're right now you're in the in a similar climate and um yep i i gotta tell you i, I don't miss the winter time there being being right there on the late the shores of lake erie i don't miss. Oh yeah
6: no no it is what it is yeah. <laughs>
2: i don't miss that at all but i i miss the community i lived in in ohio And uh, I definitely miss the local music scene that they have out there, you know, and it's like that, that Midwest area is just so rich with local music and uh, with, with all kinds of different genres too. I mean, uh, most. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Most I've dealt with were, uh, were rock and metal, but there's good country artists out there. There's, there's good rap artists out there. But uh, in your opinion, what do you think it is about uh, that Midwest area? I mean, we're talking even stretching from Western PA, as you're traveling west to Iowa, is is so rich out there. What do you think it is about that area? Why the local music scene is so rich?
6: Well, I I know exactly what you're saying, and it's because it's like. You know, just to put a spin on it, I moved to California for a while, I lived in L.A. for about 10 years. And that was one of the first things I noticed when I moved out there, was the lack of what you're talking about. You know, that it, that didn't exist like that out there. It's kind of a... I think it's the way you come up in the Midwest. I think it's because it's kind of like everybody's raised blue collar, kind of. It's kind of a blue collar thing to do. I think because the weather's bad, playing guitar is an indoor sport, you know. the. You know, that's probably what I'm going to do all winter here, you know. And I, I think, like you say, there's a lot of clubs and a lot of places to play. People get involved because that's kind of the only entertainment around, you know. So you go and see a band on the weekend, or that's the way it used to be. I always thought that was a beautiful thing. But I totally, totally agree with you on that whole region of the country of how it, how it is or was, you know. That's kind of changed a little bit because, like, Back then, you had independent promoters and stuff, so they would bring different kinds of bands in and stuff. Now it's all, it, it's more corporate now. Radio and and the way concerts promoted is a lot more corporate now. Back then, it was a little bit more independent, but that that honest kind of, blue, their grassroots vibe that you're talking about is still there.
2: Yes, yes, it is. You know, and um, yeah, I, I believe uh, we'll eventually get back to uh, playing the clubs and whatnot. Um, well, one, one thing I definitely want to want to ask you though is c- because the era when in which you started, a lot of people thought, well, they have to go to either New York or Los Angeles to to really make a name for themselves, and uh, you you know we didn't have the back then we didn't have the tools that we have today like uh, we didn't have the we didn't have the internet back then. Well, we we had no no nothing like that yeah nothing like that we we didn't have Adobe Audition, you know you had. to... I imagine you had to work with reel-to-reels and all that. Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah. When
6: I talk to people now and I tell them we used to tour in a van with a paper map. (laughs) Yeah, good stuff. Yeah.
2: yeah. Of course, uh, what would you say are the uh, pros and cons of today's era versus the pros and cons of that era? Well,
6: you know, like you say, it it doesn't force you to be – in in a major metropolis like New York or L.A. to be part of the game, now you can run it from wherever you are. You have a studio, you have an internet connection, you can get out there. And you really didn't have that option before. We used to have to go out and play shows to kind of spread the word about our band. You try and win crowds over, going place to place and club to club and always expanding your circle and all of that. And that's kind of not the way it's done anymore. You can—it's—it's you, it's a different way to work. It's kind of—it's—it's it's revolutionized everything. I wish I would have had all of that back when I was doing the seduce thing. It would have made—it would have made things a lot, a lot different. You know what I mean? It gives you a lot more power. It's a tool, you know, and it's—it's it's something I wish I would have had back then. That would have been great.
2: Yes, yes, I—I I hear you there. Of course, it, Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd have to. Yeah, can you still hear me? No, I was I was trying to say that uh, I think uh, the I think one of the major cons of today is uh, is now that because everybody has the internet and or I'd say the majority has the internet, you know, and yeah. there's I'm pretty sure that uh, emails of uh, major labels or uh, you know major CEOs are just getting flooded. You know, and they just don't have the time to review them all.
6: No, they look and see how many hits you have on YouTube and, uh, and all that. It's a different game, different game.
2: Yes, yes. But uh, what would you say are some, some of the fondest memories of the 80s and 90s uh, of that, that era t- to you uh, that, uh, uh, that hit you the best right there?
6: Well, like, you know, kind of what we were talking about before, I think kind of, kind of the way things were, like you would have to go to a record store to buy a record. They might not have it. You might have to go to more than one to find what you're looking for. You couldn't just buy it on your phone. You'd have to go and look for a magazine you want to read, Kerrang! or whatever. The You know, you'd have to go find that stuff. To, and when you had to go out and search for it, it kind of made it more valuable. It just wasn't at your fingertips all the time. And I think... Losing that kind of killed part of it. Does that make sense?
2: Makes a lot of sense. Yes.
6: You know, so if if it, it, it uh, the emotional involvement of the time, I think you know what I mean. That's why people are really passionate about music back then. They really loved bands back then. And now bands are kind of like flavor of the week. They're real throwaway. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of part of it because of how people access it. You know, it used to be more special back then to me. And that's just looking in the rearview mirror, you know.
2: Yeah, and that's a, another thing we're ta- uh, was talking about too is, uh, you know, whether you go to go to a record store that back in the eighties, I remember that you go in there and that smell of incense, you know. Oh
6: yeah, and, to the import section. Yeah, you know. yeah.
2: <laughs> or you know, and uh, whether or you go into the mall, a shopping mall, and there's a Sam Goody and. All that's, yeah. it's gone now, you know.
6: Yeah, no, the the world has changed. I watched it change. I feel, I've told people I feel like I'm a person who has like one foot in the old world and one foot in the new world. You know what I mean? You can see how it used to be, but you know, if you look at what we have around you now, you take it for granted. But you can't, you couldn't conceive of this back when, back in seduce what we're doing right now. You know what I mean? It is, it's not possible. You know, it's just changed a lot in a a very short span of time. I mean, that's the amazing thing about it.
2: Now, what do you think, though, of uh, vinyl uh, making the comeback that it has recently?
6: I I was a denier. I didn't think it was going to happen. I'm like, oh, get out of here. You know what I mean? And then it turned into something. I was totally wrong. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was surprised. But I think it's a cool thing, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. Makes sure it's, it's a part of it that disappeared and it came back. That's amazing, you know?
2: Yes, yes. I mean, uh, I, I honestly, I don't see cassette tapes or 8-tracks uh, making that kind of comeback because obviously with the, you know, because cassettes and 8-tracks, even these uh, VHS tapes, you know, there's over a period of time, it's like whatever's on them fades out. But uh, vinyl, from what I understand, will last forever. As long as you take uh, care yeah.
6: of it. And just the, in, the, in the ritual of doing the whole record thing and everything, people putting together like nice little systems and stuff. And it does sound better. It really does. I, I don't have a system going here, but, yeah, it definitely does. We've just been kind of conditioned in the end of the way. Everything sounds a little bit crappier now. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, see, and uh, I, I was learning about that because uh, one of my uncles, he, too, used to be a... Used to be a musician in the seventies uh, and eighties, and uh, you know he had a, he had a lot of reel to reels that uh, he was uh, sending in to get con- uh, converted onto MP three or wh- whatever it may be, so uh, he doesn't lose all that. So yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, I can see that.
2: <laughs> oh boy, he had a lot too. I mean, he he went through reel to reel like it, it was nothing. So
6: oh yeah. And, and and literally we would have to go on the internet to buy tape now you know what i mean i wouldn't even know where to begin to buy it you know we would have to go find it if you had all of it going it's just different now you know i don't know it's weird <laughs> it's okay though it's just it's progress man you know because the way the way you can record and stuff now you have a lot more power than you did when you were recording on tape <laughs> you can do things that you couldn't imagine then, you know, oh. so I don't know, like I said, all of this stuff is kind of a double-edged sword, but you find yourself missing the past, you yeah. know, because it seemed like it was simpler,
2: I don't know. Then, of course, you have people like Dave Grohl, who is still working with tape today, and yeah, uh, I think in an interview, he said that uh, that's where he uh, spends the most money is is on that, but, th- but that's what uh, he relies on the most.
6: Oh, yeah, 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 did you ever see the Sound City thing? He bought the board from the Sound City Center. You know, He's got it in his place now. Yeah, it's great. He's got it all wired up to do it like the old way. You know, because yeah. it's, I don't know, a lot of people would say the best way. You know.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a lot of respect for Dave Grohl, especially somebody who uh, who can perform with a broken leg. <laughs>
6: so. Oh, yeah. No, he's great, man. Yeah, he, you know, he, he's got it figured out. You know what I mean? He's, he's consistent, you know, and he just seems like a hell of a nice guy.
2: Yes. Yes, indeed. So uh, when this whole mess, this whole COVID-19 thing uh, clears up, which I do believe it, it will, I don't think it's going to go away. I think we have to find a way to adapt to it. But, uh, you know, and we get back to living instead of existing. Um, what it, is there anything uh, that you or Seduce would ha- have planned out in the foreseeable future?
6: well you know i'm sure i'm sure we'd probably do some kind of record release show to back up you know the the too much record that's just coming out now you know whenever we do anything like that we always get a good turnout and i think people are probably pretty anxious to get out and have a good time (laughs) or they will be by then anyway you know so yeah that'll probably be one of the first things we do sure
2: yes yes indeed and then uh, it, any particular clubs or anything it, anything you got your sights set on that, uh, cross your fingers, it's still going to be open?
6: Yeah, geez. Now, at this point, no, I haven't thought it through that far yet. It's just something I think I would enjoy doing, you know what I mean? So just to get it all rolling again, I think that'd be a good way and just take it from there, just like always, you know, see how it goes, see how it looks.
2: Yes. Yes, indeed. And, um... One one question I, I just I just love asking uh, just because of the crazy fucked up answers I get from asking this. Now this okay. this doesn't matter if you're playing some dirty dive bar out in the middle of nowhere Kentucky that holds a maximum capacity of twenty five people if you're lucky. I've been, I've been there. <laughs> or you or you've booked out Madison Square Garden. What is okay. what is the craziest thing you have witnessed while performing on stage?
6: Wow. Hmm. Jeez. Jeez.
2: Tough one, huh?
6: <laughs> well, if I go way back, the thing that got me was the first time I saw someone stage dive at one of my shows. And the PA was huge. And I couldn't believe the dude did it. Oh. <laughs> that was before it became a thing it was the first time I saw someone stage dive like climb their way all the way up to the top and fling themselves off and everybody catches them yeah that blew my mind <laughs> and then just as, song, just as that song ended I had the dude from the radio station that was sponsoring the show and the owner of the hall and each ear screaming at me saying they were going to shut down the show if that didn't stop and people were just going wild and it's like, Well, if you stop the show, there's gonna be a riot. No, that brings me to one. I'll give you a better one. We were playing with Megadeth at the Perkins Palace in Pasadena. Yeah. And we played our set. Pardon me?
2: I said yes, go on.
6: <laughs> okay, um so we finished our set and Megadeth started their set and halfway through the first song somebody out in the balcony or somebody up in the balcony thought it'd be a great idea. To pull the fire hose out and hose down the house console halfway through the first song. And the place rioted, literally, like, like L.A. riot cops, helicopters, people flipping cars on the street, the whole nine yards. Yeah, that's a good one right there. I'll, I'll stick with that one.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, the, the, yeah,
6: that was, that was actually our first show in California, too. Perfect.
2: Did, did you get to finish the show?
6: Yeah, we opened, so we played first. Our set went great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great.
2: Yeah, but, but,
6: yeah, I'll go with that.
2: I mean, opening for a band like Negative, too, I mean, how how did uh, how was the reception of the crowd? I mean, um obviously uh, once once you started playing, obviously do something like that, uh Caught, caught their it varies attention from place to place
6: yeah. i didn't think it was that great of a bill, but we were managed by the same company and we had some things to take care of in california because our our record had just come out there so there are reasons for us to be there it's just business you know what i mean but as far as their crowd and and our regular crowd yeah kind of different we weren't really that kind of band you know so it's at times it was difficult at other times it worked so ain't no telling you know you just go out and play
2: yes yes absolutely absolutely and it but it it sounds like uh you've you've always gotten a pretty uh, positive reaction from the crowd though
6: yeah no we always have a good time you know because i don't know i mean being a three-piece you know we work it you know you, 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 you there's not a lot of room for slacking off we really lay it we lay it down when we go out there you know we really try and do it to it you know that's what it's about or that's how we were brought up in the midwest for it to be you know
2: yeah, I think uh, I think that uh, work ethic of the Midwest as you stated earlier, you know, it's a very blue collar area. So there's a particular uh, work ethic out there that um, you know, if so if somebody really has a determination to, to go and do something, you know, they they they're really they that's exactly what they mean. They're really going to go for it whether they have to work the uh, factory and save up enough money to get out of there. And have enough money to uh, live on for a little while when they get when they get where they're going. You know, I mean, there's. It seems like there's a lot of stories like that coming out of the Midwest. Wouldn't you agree?
6: Sure. Uh, you know, when we came up back in the time that we're talking about, we all lived in one house, whole band, whole crew. We floated the house off the money we made playing. We didn't work jobs. That was our job. But we did that job without the expectation of a record deal or anything like that, because that wasn't happening in Detroit back then. So basically, we were just going from club to club, playing our little hearts out because we loved it. That's the only reason. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, it worked farther down the line, but from the time I was 17 till I was in my mid-20s, there was no expectation of anything. It was just because I wanted to do it. Just doing as well as I could, as well yes, as we could.
2: Yes, just just doing what you loved. Well, I mean that right there alone uh, is you know just dedication for what you love doing, and uh, if you know, I mean, I I love doing what I'm doing, and uh, you know, I'm I'm not expecting to make any money at this, uh, but uh, you know, if if you love it that much and. Uh, and, and you just keep on persisting, the money will come whether you expect it or not.
6: Sure, That's or what, or you will get out of it what you should because you love it. You know what I mean?
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly. So uh, my final question, um, let's say a group of kids ages four 15 to early 20s approach you and tell you that uh, they're going to start a band. Uh, What advice do you think you could give them?
6: (laughs) Wow. Um, Geez. Think it through. Be smart. Um, Practice hard. Write good songs. Uh, When you think you know what's going on, talk to people who really do <laughs> um and try hard and if, if it's all right and it's supposed to happen for you it will
2: all right well dave once again i really appreciate you joining the joining the show um we're gonna hit
6: no thank you Billy. i appreciate it
2: absolutely we're gonna hit a Five songs set where I'm going to play three more songs by Seduce. But before we get to that, uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and give yourself a plug. Tell the listeners where they can find Seduce, where you got social media, got a website, Reverb Nation, iTunes, Spotify, and all that good shit.
6: Sure. I'll, I'll give you the two The two best ones probably would be Seduce on Facebook.com, and uh, the record would be on PrudentialRecords.com. You can go there. It'll all be right there.
2: All right. Well, once again, hey, thank you so much. I I wish you the, a very blessed holiday, and uh, yeah, once this mess clears up, uh, look forward to uh, to you know seeing you guys do a little bit more. And uh, really quick, I, I should ask you. You said you're working on a new project that hasn't been released yet. What exactly was that?
6: Who? Who? Me? Yeah. oh that's just you know no we're just we're just kidding around It's like, well yeah everybody's sitting around writing songs now in their downtime so i'm just kidding it's like oh yeah i got something going. nothing crazy or nothing dude nothing crazy man just sitting here trying to keep myself amused you know
2: (laughs) all right i got you all right well
6: thank you billy it was very nice to meet you and you have a great holiday too okay
2: all right you take care okay man thank you all right, ladies and gentlemen, that was David Black of the band Seduce. We're going to hit our first music set. We have three more songs by Seduce. Also, going to have them into the mix here. Uh, we got a rapper by the name of Little Vins and Jade Marie Patek. With that said, we'll be right back after this
6: this is the kind of thing that just tickles
0: my balls you're listening to outlaw radio and if you don't agree with our opinions then fuck your mother hey do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth
7: has to go complaining to some court about how he hates Christmas and how there's some manger scene with baby Jesus offending him at some local school. Well, who the fuck cares? If someone decides to toss a baby Jesus on the front lawn during the holiday, what's the fucking problem? And that's another thing. You know how public schools used to have Christmas plays and shit like that? They don't do that anymore! And if they do, they remove all the songs that have any reference to religion in them. No Silent Night, no Joy to the World, and no fucking Little Drummer Bastard. These are the same type of institutions that tell you to be tolerant of everyone else's beliefs, but try to beat every hint of good old Saint Nick out of Christmas. How can anyone be offended by a fat guy who gives out free stuff? What, are we all pissed at Santa because he's fat and happy and perfectly content with his image? It's like all these neo-yuppies want to give him an inferiority complex and put him on a fucking fatkins diet. And that's why I like Sam. Because he's a fat bastard, works one day a year, is actually happy, and eats all the cookies he wants. He rewards the good, and punishes the guilty. Kind of like the vigilante with gifts. <laughs> and just so you know where I'm coming from, I'm not one of these preachy religious fanatics. I don't go to church, and I couldn't care less about humanity's issues with the various gods they worship. I just want Christmas to be Christmas, without some fucking jackass telling me not to sing Christmas songs because it has religious overtones. Leave the Christmas folk alone. This the season to shut the fuck up and stop being a whining little bitch. Stop ruining the holidays, you neo yuppie scumbag, or I'll beat you with a baby Jesus. So, Merry Christmas, one and all, and I don't care who says what. Believe in the power of Santa, or get nothing. <laughs> You're gonna get cold in your stocking, cause you're yuppie scum. Just means more gifts for me. Keep pissing sin off!
8: Christmas time, yeah. Everybody wants to spend some time, Hey, yeah. yo, it's Christmas time, yeah. Everybody wants to spend some time, yeah. Everybody wants to yeah. spend some time with family. Feel like it's harmony. Everybody wants to spend some time with family. Feel like it's harmony, yeah. yo, wrap some presents, give it to your fam. Who you love, make them smile, tell them that you love them. Never try to make them cry cause it's Christmas It's the most wonderful time of the year Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year Hell yeah Yeah yeah. Ayo, it's Christmas time, yeah Everybody wanna spend some time, yeah Ayo, it's Christmas time, yeah Everybody wanna spend some time, yeah Everybody wants to spend some time with family feel like it's harmony everybody wants to spend some time with family feel like it's harmony <laughs> Snowfall on on my head. Happy holidays, light work. Firework, we don't take no weeks, the breaks, Snow for Santa Claus, riding on, on his legs, riding through the snow. Ain't no, ain't no hesitation, yeah, yeah, ain't no hesitation, ain't no hesitation. Ayo, it's Christmas time, yeah, yeah, everybody wanna spend some time, yeah, yeah, yeah. ayo, it's Christmas time, yeah. Everybody wanna spend some time, yeah. Everybody wanna spend some time with family. Feel like it's harmony. Everybody wanna spend some time with family. Feel like it's harmony, feel like it's harmony, harmony.
1: Is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up throwing strikes and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready because it's just you. Your Hunter Athletic Gear and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection and speed, battle after battle. Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great Training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za.
9: Gear up and let's train! What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers, scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control? take back your voice, take back our media, but most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people by the people independent of commercial obligations or influence for less than a cup of coffee per month you can make a difference let the people fund the next news network help us grow help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech on thought first join the family at caravan to midnight.com if you love music that knows no boundaries then
1: check out the drive home with Derek stark He plays two hours of country, rock, and hip-hop. For more information, including a list of affiliate stations that air The Drive Home with Derek Stark, like and check the Facebook page by going to facebook.com forward slash ABS The Drive Home. You can also follow at Derek Stark on Twitter. The Drive Home with Derek Stark. It's music that knows no boundaries. That means anything goes. One interesting, unpredictable ride. The Drive Home with Derek Stark. Hop aboard via one of the fine affiliate stations, part of the Drive Home Convoy. Some material may be unsuitable for children under 18. Mary Jane CBD and Vape Shop, the only CBD dispensary in the city. We have CBD oil, CBD flour, CBD pre-rolls, and CBD-infused hot beverages at your service. We do not have any THC in our CBD products. Stop on in at 302 West Victory Drive, Savannah, Georgia. Use CBD 420 to get a 20% discount at the store. Mary Jane CBD and Vape Shop, again at 302 West Victory Drive. Yo, baby, you've your ass
7: soon licked by a
10: fat man in an overcoat?
11: Fuck the shit, fuck the fucking
0: shit. Fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit,
11: fuck shit. Shit, fuck.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. As a matter of fact, I think uh, there's being some construction done on the uh, USAC webpage, so if you're not able to access it, that would be the reason why. With that said, the songs you just heard, you just heard Seduce with Face to Face. Before that, Lil Vins with... It's Christmas. Before that, Seduce with The Slider. Before that, Jade Marie Patek with Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. A cover of a great classic there. And starting out the whole set, Seduce with Vipers Bite. And in just a little bit, I'm going to cue the interview that I had with Reba Cheryl out of Florida. But before I get to that, it is... Time to expose The Outlaw
12: Radio Idiot of the Week
2: And ladies and gentlemen The Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week This week is a 29 year old -old Young lady From England If Bulldog was here I'm pretty sure he'd have Something to say about this 29 year old Tony Standen Did something rather despicable. Cannot believe it. Faking terminal cancer to get people to donate to her so she can have her dream wedding. Even went as far as shaving her head. Oh, man. Yeah, she claimed she only had a short time to live. Managed to scam 8,500 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she set up a GoFundMe to do this and then had her dream wedding at the Catholic Church. Then it's being revealed that she's not sick at all. How, what a what a disgusting piece of shit. Oh, man. Now, if she, if, uh, she was to get cancer, that would be karma at its worst right there. Anyway, with that said... I'm going to go ahead and uh, cue it to Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with Reba Sherrill out of Florida.
1: Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. I just
13: want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again.
2: We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go, and by what route, and how fast.
1: Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk starts now.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk, I am happy to welcome back Reba Cheryl out of Florida. Reba, how are you doing today?
14: I'm doing well, thank you. It's been a really hectic last month with all this election stuff, right? Since uh, November the third, uh, yeah, um,
2: you know, honestly, as I as I look over this, Reba, I see a bigger landslide victory than Reagan had against Mondale back in eighty four. And if you remember how big that that was a bigger landslide than uh, when uh, Barry Gold, uh, what's his name, lost to uh, uh, Lyndon B Johnson back in sixty four. I mm-hmm. mean, back in eighty four, I mean, Ronald Reagan just slaughtered. Um, Walter Mondale, and if we look at what really happened, it was pretty much a carbon copy of that for Trump. Except uh, there's been there's been a lot of cheating, a lot of fraud, a lot of dead people, a lot of cats, a lot of dogs have cast in their vote. Mm-hmm. And then um, you know, and and people have have told me, you know, keep the faith. Uh, President Trump has has been expecting this, which he has. Uh, right. But uh, that. That low blow yesterday from the Supreme Court is really just making me lose faith now.
14: Well, well, don't lose faith, because um, it's all going to turn out the way it's supposed to in the end. But uh, a lot of people are disappointed in uh, Barrett, Kavanaugh, and Gorsuch. Well, you know, it was only Thomas and, um, uh, how do you say the other guy's name? It starts with an A. I. <laughs> Alito Alito
2: mm, yeah I'm not sure myself there
14: they um they were the only ones that that voted for the suit to go forward but the other conservative judges they voted it down so uh but I think there's still a way for them to come back to the Supreme Court with a case I know I had uh, last Friday a week ago I had Uh, Jerome Corsi, Dr. Jerome Corsi, he was on my show and he was sharing the fact that the day before he had filed a case with the Supreme Court. I'm not sure the status of it, but um, there's been many cases being filed and Sydney Powell just uh, filed two um, this last night and she's going to be filing two more. She may have already done it today. I haven't checked, but um, she's been hard at work in uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, um, Georgia, and Arizona. Um, and, and I think that these things are going to work out just fine, and we don't need to be stressing over it at all.
2: I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. i not going to lie. You know, Joe, Joe, Joe Biden's just a senile old pedophile who's really not going to do anything. Well, when has he done anything? Of course... Right. I and mean, when he could do something, he didn't. Now you know he's t- he's too old. So him alone, I'm not really that uh, that afraid of. It's his running mate. It's uh, it, you know, and and every everybody else that's pulling his strings that's really making me nervous here.
14: Right. Yeah. Well, you know, he's he's worthless as far as like his ability to function at all. He's uh, senile and. Uh, we know he's corrupt, and um, he's not going to do anything but just commit more crimes if he's given half a chance. But you know, he got that boot put on his foot last week, and um, I, I think he's going to end up like uh, No Name McCain. <laughs>
2: <I> like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, but uh, you know, you know it. And it's it's just amazing how they have used the mainstream media just to just to brainwash the whole public and and all that you know. Mm-hmm. One thing I I wanted to ask you though is uh, since 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 this has happened, uh, we have uh, Alan West out of Texas talking about a secession from the Union if this doesn't go right. I've even posted uh, in a in a Facebook groups like my fellow Idahoans, how would you feel about a secession following uh, Texas's example? Uh, other Now Florida being a very red state with the exception of blue Miami and Blue Orlando, whatever. Um, have, have they talked about that in Florida too?
14: I haven't heard any talk of that, you know. Um, Florida's pretty strong. We do have um, quite a few blue counties. We have three clustered here right where I am in Palm Beach County, Broward County, and Miami-Dade. And of course, as you mentioned, Orlando, um, Jacksonville, uh, you know, these big urban areas are are very much blue. At least that's what they claim. Although I'm beginning to think that that may not be the truth. You know, we've just had this election rigging for so many years, um, they they may be um lying about that covering up the reality of the fact that we're truly red throughout the state um i have heard rumors that even california and new york went red on november the 3rd i know that we have a big movement going on um for a new california And, uh, you know, to start a 51st state of the union, and it would include all of California with the exception of L.A., um, San Francisco and Sacramento. So um, the rest of the counties are very much conservative and uh, they want to separate off and start their their own state separate from those three other cities. So. I wish them the best of luck. They've been working on it for a couple of years. They're getting really close. Um, They've been doing some legal maneuvering for the past uh, year and a half or so. And actually on my radio station, Red State Talk Radio, Paul Preston, he's been really instrumental in this um, action that's going on in California. And I my hat, sco- my hat goes off to him. He's really been working hard day and night for a long time.
2: Well, I, I got I to gotta thank Nancy Pelosi for something because, uh, honestly, the city of Los Angeles alone is more red than people think. In fact... Um, there are, I've got a few friends in Los Angeles that I know have been lifelong liberals. This last mm-hmm. election, they have, these people I'm talking about have cut, cast their vote for Trump thanks to Nancy Pelosi because they are so tired of people like her.
14: Mm hmm.
2: You know, and yeah,
14: people are just sick and tired of the bullshit, you know, Billy, yes. they're just sick and tired and they want something new. They want to go back to the way it used to be. We don't want a new normal after COVID. No, we want to go back to the way it was when we were little kids a few uh, decades ago. And we want to bring back a safe environment in our communities for our younger generations to grow up in. We want schools that put uh, God in, in the classroom where we pledge allegiance to the flag first thing in the morning and where our kids can play baseball in safety. You know, I, I'll never forget what happened a couple of years ago when um, there was gunfire, when our legislators in D.C. were playing a ball game and, the, and they shot some of our legislators. And uh, that's just ridiculous that this kind of environment has been allowed to, uh, to come to the fore where we have violence on a ball field like that. And, um, you know, we've had these false flags in movie theaters and restaurants and schools, um, compounds where we have uh, religious, what some people would call a cult. But I mean, these people, they were worshiping God how they chose. And we have that right in this country. That's why we came to north america from uh from western europe we wanted freedom of religion not freedom from religion but freedom of religion where we could make our own choices and the government would stay the hell out of it and um and and instead what they have done we have allowed these different uh special interest groups to behave um, like a, like a religion, and their ideology has really infiltrated our society at large, and government has gotten involved in this atheism. That, um, like for instance, uh, pedophilia in California, they're trying to normalize pedophilia as a uh, sexual preference.
2: I know, I know. Oh, oh, oh! That, that, yeah, you want to get me cooking on the front burner? There, there, you go but reba i want to i want to ask you something here now i have voted since i've been 18 i have voted six times my first time voting was in uh shortly after i turned 18 i uh in 92 i voted for ross Perot, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll never forget that and i i still uh god he he should have stuck with it because i think he would have been a great leader i really mm-hmm. do um but
14: uh bless his heart he he died just recently too
2: about a year ago yes yeah um but uh so six times i have voted uh since i've turned 18 three of them here in idaho three of them in the state of nevada now every time i voted here in idaho it's always been on paper Okay. Th- three times in Nevada, it's been on computer. Of course, uh, first first time in Nevada, I was living in Reno. And uh, I don't think uh, my vote was messed with because I voted for Bush, sadly to say. But well, he was my only option back in yeah. uh, 2004. So I don't think that vote was altered. But then I moved to Las Vegas where I lived in 2008 and 2012. And I'll t- get to something about the 2012 election in just a moment. But I did the early voting, voted for McCain in 2008, which I have a feeling got switched to Obama, yeah. and and I voted for uh, the other Rhino Romney in 2012, which I have no doubt got s- switched to Obama. But here's here's the thing: is when I registered to vote in Las Vegas, uh, there's this agency in Las Vegas called the Acorn, where they they uh, these yes. these people they register uh, people to vote. And, um, I did not, ha- I remember now I didn't, I think I had a, I had a Tennessee ID at the time. I just had to show them that and I, they registered me. I gave them where I was living. I was good to go. Cause I do remember them asking me, you, do you live in the, in the city of Las Vegas? And I'm like, yeah. And I gave them my ID and I got, and I got registered. Now that was great. You know, it was the easiest process I went through, but then, mm-hmm. um, then the 2012 I don't remember them asking people for ID just registering people to vote so so no doubt you have people who live in nearby cities like Los Angeles or Orange County casting their vote in the morning in where they live and then t- oh let's go to Las Vegas uh do a little game vote again yeah and vote again you know <sighs> so so you know i mean Would it surprise you that uh, my votes uh, on the computer got switched in those two elections, for one? If that's the case, I can't prove it happened, but I wouldn't be surprised.
14: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. (laughs) So I didn't know you had an ID from Tennessee. So is that where you're from originally, Billy?
2: No, no. I, I lived in Memphis for about a year, so. Okay, you know, I'm
14: from Tennessee. I was born in Nashville. <laughs>
2: nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no i i I'd, I'd have more of an accent like you if i if I did, but uh, no, I I just lived in Memphis for about a year. So, okay. <laughs> yeah my 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 story though, I I lived a lot of different places. So. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I you know when I I'm wondering if the so-called acorn agency or whatever wh- whoever they were in las vegas how legitimate they really were if you know i hadn't i hadn't even lived in in uh, las vegas for ba- maybe two months yet at the time when they registered let me register to vote so you know mm-hmm. don't you don't you have to be there at a at, for a specific amount of time before you're allowed to vote
14: You know, the law varies from state to state. It's really crazy. I mean, here in South Florida, according to our Constitution here, somebody in California or New York can run for office here to represent the state of Florida. And they don't have to live here. It's insane. Like, uh, we had someone that came uh, from New York. They didn't have a domicile established here in Florida. And they ran in the congressional district number 21 where I reside. And they were uh, running against me in that race. We had six Republicans running. And, uh, you know, some, some of these uh, crazies up in D.C. and even in Tallahassee here in Florida, They think that it's a-okay to bring some stranger in who knows nothing about the culture and the people here, the demographics in Florida, and they think they can represent us. Well, obviously, that's not really their line of thinking. They just want someone they can control. And so they bring in someone from the outside who um, doesn't give a damn about the people, uh, but it's someone that they can manipulate and um have do whatever they want a puppet if you will
2: yeah though some of some of the rules they're changing too you know i mean of course uh i i remember though uh one of right here in idaho where i'm from one of our uh the city of boise had one of their greatest mayors uh was actually from san diego who went, who went on years later to become the governor of Idaho and later was, uh, I, I don't remember exactly what his position was, but uh, later became a part of the Bush administration, and that was Dirk Kempthorne. And if, if he was to run for president, he'd get my vote in a heartbeat. Maybe it's the bias of Idaho, but uh, no, mm-hmm. I've I seen what he did here in Idaho, and i seen what he did for the city of Boise. And uh, I'd love to see what he could do for America.
14: Mm hmm. Yeah, we need some new blood, you know, to to serve the people who has been uh, in office, who has taken the oath and they they've sworn to uphold our Constitution. They surely have not done exactly what they have sworn to do. They have been violating our constitutional rights left and right. And uh, we need real patriots who will have a backbone and the cojones to stand up to these special interest groups and uh, pass laws that actually are for the people. ones that we would approve of instead of going against us, you know, they have been uh, accepting these payoffs from lobbyists um, from different corporations. Big pharma and different things; uh, these big chemical companies, and they have not been protecting our health and our wealth, and our safety and well-being. So it's time for us to get some people in office who will actually look out for the best interest of we the people. And you know, Billy, I don't, I don't know if you were aware of this, but back in August, I actually established a political party called We the People.
2: Yes, you told and, me. Uh,
14: and I, I've also um, begun my U.S. Senate race to take out Marco Rubio, and uh, that clown he needs to go permanently.
2: Yeah, him along with uh, along along with, of course, that uh, that loser Rhino I was talking about um, that uh, ran against uh, forty four back in two thousand twelve. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Yep,
14: Mister Mitt
2: yeah yeah you know and and he's he's another one of many Uh, a lot of people think that old georgie porgy soros has his hands uh pulling the strings of the democrats no he's got the rhinos under control Rhinos,
14: and that's the most dangerous billy It is the rhinos because people that are on the conservative side, they think if someone has an R beside their name, that it's a safe bet and that's who they should vote for. But they're sadly mistaken. The majority of registered Republicans who are quote unquote serving in office, they're serving themselves. They're infiltrators. They're deceitful and they are not for we the people. So we need to get people that are truly conservative who will fight for us and be a voice for the voiceless. And um, that's what I aim to be every single day. And I I do that with my radio show, Reba Life, on Red State Talk Radio. And I point out the fraud and corruption at every turn. You know, right now, because of what happened on November the 3rd, I actually issued a three-day call to prayer And it started yesterday, yesterday, today, and tomorrow is a time of special prayer for our country and for our president and the people around him. We need to right this ship. We've been upside down and back assward for all of our lives, and we need to get this thing on a right footing and head straight ahead into a better future tomorrow.
2: You know, and I, I look back on this too, when Donald Trump was first running for office back in twenty fifteen. I I shook my head, I rolled my eyes, I'm like, this is a celebrity sham. This is a joke. <laughs> uh, and then when it came when it came down to him and Hillary, I'm like, well, I don't trust him. But he's a better choice than Hillary. Since then, I have not regretted my vote at all.
14: Well, at the time, Billy, when he came down that escalator with his beautiful wife, Melania, she's a sweetheart. When I was living in Italy, in Rome, and uh, I was so delighted. I've known the family for eight years, and I knew he would win and um, i i told my daughter i'm moving back to the states he's going to win and i'm going to be there to support him and that's when i moved back to florida
2: <sighs> yeah I don't, I don't blame you there's some way to get away from obama for sure
14: <laughs> you know all these liberals they threatened when uh, president trump won election four years ago they threatened to leave the country but they all stayed around Uh, But when uh, Obama, when he won election eight years ago, I didn't stick around much after that because I knew he was bad news. He had already started murdering some of my colleagues in South Florida. And I knew it was just a matter of time. So I uh, I made plans and I went to Europe and that's where I had planned to live out my days until President Trump came down that escalator. So, um, yes,
2: yes, we're to. I mean um, I mean let's talk about the real reasons why he's hated. I mean you can say he's a racist, he's a sexist, he's a homophobe, he's going to grab a woman by the hoo-ha whatever, you know, and people took that phrase completely out of context cuz they're idiots of course. Um, but uh, the fact of the matter is uh, he came, he came in with a broom and a mop and uh, and a buffer and all that and he said he was going to clean house and he was not joking he's going to drain the swamp
14: he even brought in a backhoe if you will yes. i mean he's been shoveling out shit from day one yes <laughs> yeah Yeah. he's really terrific you know he and I have a lot in common we're we're both of the opinion that a hard day's work is one of the best things a person can do and we don't mind rolling up our sleeves and getting in there and working uh and and making things better for the American people and uh he's not looking for a paycheck he didn't need one
2: yeah yeah exactly exactly like like I just said, you know, when the, when he first started, I, w- I was very, very skeptical and thought it was a joke, you know, but I, over time I see this is a man who truly loves this country. He loves the people within it. And that's why the, the naysayers, the, the, the left, the, the corrupt, you know, the ones that are bought and paid for hate him <laughs> so much is because he's derailing their plans
14: Absolutely. You know, the globalists, they they're going to be crying in their milk any day now because uh, they are not going to get what they had planned on now for several generations. We are spoiling their plans. Thank God we're spoiling their plans. You know, down in Georgia, there's a thing called the Georgia Guidestones and the globalists. They had planned on eliminated seven billion people on this planet. They want the population of the world to be down to 500 million. And we are uh, inching closer to 8 billion every single day. Um, You know, and they have diminished us with things like this coronavirus and weaponizing that and abortions, vaccines. Bill Gates, he is absolutely insane. That guy, he needs to have one of the most gruesome deaths you can imagine he needs to be eliminated because he has plans for us that we do not wish to have
2: well i've been saying about bill gates all along he he doesn't even know how to fix the viruses in the in his own system that he created so what makes him a doctor
14: Well, he has no medical training, and he's a complete idiot. In fact, he doesn't know the first thing about Microsoft software either. You know, he's just a CIA operative, and uh, they gave him everything he has, and he just made a deal. You know, this is what the CIA has been doing for uh, about the last 100 years. They've got their hands in everything, and uh, that all needs to come out. You know, the Planned Parenthood. Um, All the chemicals that have been put in our environment, um, in our water, our air, our food, our clothes, everything has been saturated with things that are toxic because they've been planning this soft kill for a long time and uh, killing us off, making us sick, taking every penny they can before we croak. You know, these people are just wicked, just pure evil. Yeah, Reba,
2: let me tell you something about uh, COVID-19. Shortly after you were on my show last time, yes, I caught it. Oh, really? And uh, let me tell you my, my experience with COVID-19. I had a bit of a sore throat, a bit of a fever. Um, I, I didn't feel great, mind you but I sure felt worse. And the uh, shortly after that, I lost my sense of smell for about a week. And that was it. That was it.
14: Seems pretty mild to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, other people honestly haven't fared very well, but let's look at the percentages of people who have died from COVID-19 uh, situations. Rest in peace, Char uh, Charlie Pride, by the way. But... Uh, most of them have had something else to go along with it.
14: Mm-hmm. Comorbidity.
2: I've, I have a wife who has underlying health conditions, and she didn't get that sick from it.
14: Wow, you know they're saying even people with asthma are faring better than someone that's quote unquote healthy. So there's certain things about this virus that just do not seem to make sense. Yeah. You would think with something that's affecting your respiratory system would be worse for an asthmatic, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. So there's no doubt in my mind this virus is real considering I had it. Trump's saying it's real. He had it. But Trump even says he didn't really get that sick. It's, it's, it's not going to go away. It's something that we have to deal with and I, and we most definitely can. if we. I've had common colds that were worse than that.
14: Absolutely,
2: you know. So I think it's and it, the cold is a coronavirus. The flu is a coronavirus. Have they been able to find a vaccine for those? No. no. So. And
14: these vaccines aren't going to work. You know, they said in Australia, people that have taken the vaccine, they've tested positive for HIV now because of this vaccine. And uh, there's been people that have developed Bell's policy after this vaccine. So their face looks really messed up. Um, it's drooping on one side. You know, I, I'll take my chances with the virus. Thank you. I have not worn a mask, not one time this entire year. And I and I won't. Like I'm not gonna mm-hmm. muzzle myself, um, and uh, I'm not afraid of any virus. We just need to take care of our immune systems, and we'll be just fine.
2: You know, there's it's a good. I'm glad you mentioned that too. Now there there's a heavy metal rock band out there called Biohazard. They've been out there for a long time, but they came out with a song back in uh, I called uncivilization. I don't know what it was, uh, what year it was released, but it starts out with a man talking, uh, as, as if a, a radio announcement, I'm going to read to you what that said. So, uh, what it said before that song said population control, the only alternative left was to de- was to increase the death rate. No one wanted to pick people out of a crowd and line them up for execution. Neither did they relish the possibility of consequences of an outraged public upon discovering that they were being systematically murdered. A very short and but very deadly global war was contemplated. Something else had to be done that would absol- absolve, uh, absolve the, the decision-maker's guilt. Sorry, my reading's at a third grade level. <laughs> Something that could be blamed upon Mother Nature. The answer, a systematic biological agent. An agent that does not naturally exist. For which no natural immunity could have acquired. The United States population was infected. The vaccine was administered by the World Health Organization. Ready for the last part? Go ahead. Whatever causes AIDS was in the vaccine. Yep. And I remember hearing that, and my, I, my skin just, uh, just like, that goosebumps all over, and just kind of, kind of like, uh, a sick feeling in my stomach just hearing that for the first time.
14: You know that Fauci, he, he also has committed mass crime against humanity. I think it's kind of a toss-up between him and Bill Gates, who deserves the worst death. But I sure would like to have a hand in it. I'll tell you that right now, Billy. <laughs> uh, I got what, plans for them. What,
2: uh, bringing back what Vlad the Impaler used to do. Uh, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Even though I, it wouldn't bother me to see them imp- impaled with a stake up their ass like that. And a
14: few other things like, you know, like jerk out each one of their nails one at a time, Uh. maybe skin them alive like they've done to some of these children. You know, some of the things they have tortured other other individuals of some of these youngest among us, you know, when they've been involved in these acts of pedophilia, child sacrificing uh, their satanic rituals. You know, they need to have some of that stuff done to them. They need to know what their victims suffered through. And then you can kill them. But let them suffer for a while.
2: Hey, you, Oh, no, you uh, have a warped mind like me.
14: <laughs> you know, I'm just tired of it, Billy. And I want to have some kind of a mechanism in place to deter other people and discourage them from doing likewise. Like, I don't want this to ever be repeated. So we have to make the the punishment fit the crime. And uh, so an to example. make it fit the crime of these two individuals. It needs to be really gruesome.
2: Yeah, make an example out of them. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I've, I've said it before. You know, bring back, uh, make it, make an example of these individuals. Uh, you know, and nobody's afraid of lethal injection. No, nobody's really afraid of the death. Uh, the uh, Of being hung. Nobody's afraid of uh, being electrocuted.
14: It's quick. Like, no, that's too good for them. They need to suffer, like, for a week or more. Like, really make them suffer. Draw it out. Make sure they can't harm anyone else, but draw it out. Because I want everyone to see what happens to them. Because if you think you're going to do this to humanity again, this is what's going to happen to you. We need to make an example. We certainly do.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been saying that all along about pedophiles. You know, mm-hmm. As I'm I'm for somebody who's a pedophile and it needs to be dealt with accordingly. Now, I think they've gone too strict on some things like. Like um, if you're if a man's caught urinating in his backyard, that's indecent exposure and he has to register as a sex offender. I think that's that, crazy. That's 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 uh, going too far. And that's ridiculous. Maybe slap. Oh my
14: cousins peed off the porch, off the front porch. Like, my goodness.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I think the I, men, not uh, the women. The men. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but uh, but come on. You know, I mean, maybe a ticket for indecent exposure, but you don't have to register as a sex offender. (laughs) No,
14: they're not hurting anybody. In fact, um, one of my daughters, she played on a baseball team with some of the country music singers in Nashville, some of their children. And uh, one of them uh, unzipped his pants and peed right in front of me at ball practice one day. And I mean, there was a lot of people around. Um, You know, this is just what boys do like. Who cares? Just, they're not hurting anybody. He needed to pee. He didn't want to run away. Just drop your britches and do it. Um, I, had, I remember peeing on the side of the road as a kid. You know, you'd open up a couple of car doors and, and you would do your business and get on the way. Yeah. But, um, you know, they get a little ridiculous with some of these laws. And then you have someone that actually rapes a child and they get a slap on the wrist. But then you have someone that gets a little bag of weed and they lock them up for 30 years like it makes no sense
2: And oh, what do you think of uh what oregon just did decriminalizing drugs like meth and cocaine and heroin oh, bad,
14: bad idea really bad idea
2: okay yeah i just i've i've dealt with my own addictions of methamphetamines and uh I'm. have always said those drugs are illegal for a damn good reason, and mm-hmm. and I do not want to see them on our streets. And I cannot believe, for the life of me, I cannot believe they've done this.
14: Yeah, was that in the uh, the November third election? Did they vote on that?
2: Yes, they did. They've de- decriminalized all these drugs, like like heroin and meth. And... Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Reba, I hate to say it, but we are out of time. Um, it's always it's been a, pl- a
14: pleasure to talk with you again, yes. Billy. Thank you for having me.
2: Yes, and and uh, you know, I'm tr- I honestly, I'm trying to keep the faith, but I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm scared at at this point of what's going to happen next. I so I'm I'm just hoping, you know, Trump has another miracle up his sleeve, which I do not doubt that he does. But uh,
14: it's all going to be okay. Yeah. It will.
2: So, why don't you give yourself a plug and, uh, yeah, tell the listeners, uh, where they can find you, where they can find your show, as a matter of fact, too.
14: Thank you. So, um, I'm on redstatetalkradio.com. You can watch me, uh, with my show on YouTube on our channel there at red state talk radio live. Um, I will have my website reba up very soon. Reba live has a hyphen in between those two words and, uh, all of my social media is boat Reba V O T E R E B A. And, uh, that's on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and everything else you can imagine. I've got that vote Reba locked down. That's my branding for my U.S. Senate race. And uh, Billy, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. You're going to have to come on my radio show seven to nine p.m. Uh, Monday through Friday, and eight to ten on the weekend.
2: Well, you'll have to, yeah, just uh, book me at uh, at a certain time, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have another one of these chats on your show for sure.
14: Thank you, Billy. You have a great week this upcoming week, and uh, I'm anxious to see what the president's going to pull out of his head.
2: Yes. God bless. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Thank you.
14: Bye-bye.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the interview I had with Reba Sherrill. All right, we're going to hit our next music set, and I uh, just want to say that uh, – Today we lost another legend. Yes, uh, Charlie Pride passed away today at the age of 86 due to uh, complications from uh, COVID-19. Well, I honestly I don't know if that's really the case or if they're just putting that on his death certificate to make an- another buck. And if they do- they do, that's really sad cuz they're doing a lot of that lately. Anyway, but uh, nonetheless, though we lost Charlie Pride. I mean, uh, the first African American to uh, grace the grand, grand old Opry. Pretty much, uh, you know, very rare that uh, African Americans are. Uh, Known at all in country music, but uh, he really made an impact in country music, and he's one of the best of the best, and he will be missed. So, I have a couple of songs by him, including one of them being a Christmas song, because it is Christmas season after all. And then uh, also uh, in the mix, I have um, Psycho Stick, MC Lars, and Chris Angeles, Be right back. After this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are?
0: You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen. Because we always ask, you if I fart?
5: You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan.
4: There's a white Christmas in my hometown There the streets are snowy, shining bright And the lights on all the Christmas trees are burning For old Santa's sure to come this very night There are jingle bells and Christmas carols singing By the children who are walking in the street. Folks are smiling and they're saying Merry Christmas. For that joy in their hearts as they meet. Oh, the Christmas chimes are ringing in the town. Jingle bells can be heard all around. I'm for all to go and wait for Santa's coming. All oh, this Merry Christmas here in my hometown. Can hear the reindeer in the distance All the sleigh bells are ringing loud and clear Little eyes are closed in their slumber They are waiting for oh Santa to appear All the Christmas chimes are ringing in the tower Jingle bells can be heard all around gear my home
2: Charlie pride well I'm a
4: traditional country singer I cut my teeth on people like just depends on where you want to start uh, my dad Favored uh, bluegrass singer was Billy, Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys, and uh, we had it on field call radio, and that's why I started. He'd handle all the knobs on the. On the, on the radio, so we whatever we heard is what he heard. So. And,
0: and, it, and it wasn't people ask you, well, how would you get in the country? You make the point that there's only three kinds of, of music, and it, it, no well, in America, I'm, country, gospel, and and that's, that's, uh, and soul. That, that's why I right?
4: explain it. Yes, it, yeah, it's three three basic ingredients in American music. That's country, gospel, and the blues. Not necessarily in that same order, but uh, but th- those are the
9: three ingredients of American music. Outlaw Radio remembers Charlie
0: Pride.
4: Whenever I chance to meet Some old friends on the street They wonder how does a man get to be this way I've always got a smiling face Anytime and any place Every time they ask me why I just smile and say You've got to kiss an angel good morning And let her know you think about her when you're gone Kiss an angel good morning And love her like the devil when you get back home Well people may try to guess the secret of a happiness But some of them never learn It's a simple thing The secret I'm speaking of Is a woman and a man in love And the answer is in this song That I always sing You've got to kiss an angel good morning
10: I said, burning carbon is bad. Santa was dripping organic cotton. From his head to his feet His red jacket was recycled His perkenstocks were sweet A bundle of toys he had flung on his back and In an uphill recycled tote bag sack The ozone was depleting And the climate change was scary But Santa's eyes were focused On still making Christmas merry He brought me some rocks And a solar-powered weed What was once a white beard Was now a goatee He rocked aviators In a little round belly That shook when he laughed Like a bowl of organic jelly He spoke not a word But flashed me a smirk He said, I'm mad green and went straight to work Roy Rudolph a charge, his solar-powered nose Use recycling, wrapping paper, that's how conservation goes But I heard Santa exclaim as he drove out of sight A green Christmas to all, and to all a good night I'm dreaming of a green Miss Santa gave to me the following things 12 solar fans, 11 grit of filters, 10 red sick bottles, 9 before recycling, 8 contact light bulbs, 7 striped 6 recycled ornaments, 5 boots by the bookshelves, 3 million soy bean, 2 luxury toilets and that in can be in true TV everyone happy kwanzaa happy hanukkah we're so inclusive we're so politically correct we're keeping it real because it's christmas all right kids this year for christmas don't ask for toys ask your parents to donate a cow to starving families in africa be a good person (laughs) don't give me the mic i get nutty
3: The yuletide tide gate. From now.
1: South Africa, genocide of white people, black on white violence, is rampant and ongoing. The South African mainstream media has kept this genocide hush-hush, and South Africa's politicians have been silent about it. It's time for the silence to end. Enter USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. USAC Incorporated comprises groups and individuals around the world working together to create public global awareness of the genocide in South Africa and to develop community restoration programs that will make South Africa a safe place for all races to thrive. To join USAC and for more information about USAC and what you can do, visit usac.center. That's U-S-A-C dot center. USAC, working to bring back a safe, truly unified South Africa.
15: This is the Renegade Show. You have three different scenarios here, and I'll give them to you. No, I said Scenarios, not Cheerios. Coming to you coast to coast and around the world on your favorite radio station. How did you get Cheerios from Scenarios? All right, it's time for the Renegade Pick of the Week countdown. Here we go, counting it down all the way to number one. (laughs) Who farted? Yeah, we like to welcome you to the Renegade family. Does anybody even remember Dookie Hauser? I think it's fair to warn you that by listening to this show, you're committing a misdemeanor in four states, three children children are asking their parents where babies come from. Two children run away, and one mother ends up crying by the end of the show. This is The Renegade Show. Go to Facebook.com slash Radio Chris Master to find out days, times, and stations of where you can catch The Renegade Show. Hey, everybody, it's your boy West Stark from the GF6 show, reminding you
1: to check us out on the baddest station on the planet. For station and broadcast times, go to www.gf6.com. That's GFSIX.com. You know what we do blow it
11: up.
1: Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of caravan to midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including water purification by Berkey, delicious long-term storable food by My Patriot Supply, the New Eden Nutritional Support System, the Ionic Toothbrush System, a better way to clean your teeth, the Invisible Mask, a negative ion generator, that hangs from your neck like a pendant that mitigates incoming pollution, the high-ion bio-key quantum scalar energy pendant, EMF mitigating fabrics and clothing, and some really cool infrared night vision binoculars. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Some of the best blends from around the world, including Serato and Grindhouse Brew. Visit outlawradioabs.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions.
0: building in a little hick town this is outlaw radio i am a to deal with you today you
2: stupid
11: ass
2: all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to outlaw radio brought to you by Coldcock whiskey raise your glass take a shot you must be 21 years of age or older to drink Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to usac.center for more information. The songs you just heard you just heard Chris Angeles with her own cover of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Before that, MC Lars with I'm Dreaming of a Green Christmas. Before that, Psychostick with N O E L. Before that, Charlie Pride with his classic hit. Kiss an angel, good morning, and starting off the whole set, Charlie Pride with Christmas in my hometown. Charlie Pride, may you rest in peace. And now I'm going to go ahead and get to the discussion I had with the Master Chris Master. We didn't have news of the weird this week, but a couple of shower thoughts and some pop culture discussion. So with excuse me, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get to that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by the master, Chris Master. We don't have a lot on uh, news of the Weirder Shower Thoughts, and considering really the election is not quite over yet, he's not ready to share any weird news stories, but uh, we got some things uh, we're to talk about that, that should be fun. Uh, so, uh, Chris, start out. You got a couple of shower thoughts uh, we can uh, get to really quick.
15: Yes, um, we, got, we got actually three here. Uh-huh. What is it? Um, Pringles are the only chip brand that fills their containers to the top, which, yeah.
2: Once you pop, you can't stop.
15: Hey, hey. Uh, you, you know what I used to do with Pringles? I used to put them in my mouth and make like that and start making quacking sounds.
2: Oh, like a duck's bill.
15: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and when I had braces, they actually encouraged you to eat Pringles. I didn't know you had braces, but oh, well. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to, I'll, if I get brave, I'll share a picture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, if vampires were real, they could make a living by cleaning people's period blood.
2: Well, maybe, uh, you know, um, we vampires are real. I mean, I don't mean to get political, but uh, look at uh, Vice President Elect uh, Kamala Harris. I mean, and uh, yeah, that's a that's a good duty for her. I'll give her that. Hey, hey, uh,
15: and there, and there's probably a giant dick statue buried somewhere in Rome that we have never
2: uncovered yet. I talked to Michael Rapaport about that since he has a dick fetish, so.
11: <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway so uh yeah chris and i are going to cover a little bit of pop culture so let's get into it here we go
10: it's, rabbit indie, and it's a rat snake go get something
12: else like what like, like a rope or something there's no Sears and
1: Robot. You grab the snake. It's time now for Outlaw Radio pop culture discussion.
15: Holy crap! You even have an intro for that?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
15: Holy crap! I, that is that is nice, man.
2: Yeah. So in the world of pop culture too, there's there's a lot going to be happening too. What I I'm. I know you're not much into horror films. Obviously, you've uh, shown your disdain for uh, The Walking Dead for your own personal (laughs) reasons. Um, But uh, I've always, I've been a lifelong Stephen King fan, Chris. And uh, one of my favorite stories is actually coming to CBS in a 10-part miniseries, uh, The Stand, which was actually a four-part miniseries back in 1994 with uh, Gary Sinise and Molly Ringwald. And I th- I think it's a brilliant story, but I guess they're going to tell more on the story now. And you know, st- um, when Stephen when Stephen King uh, he was very very unhappy with uh, The Shining made with Jack Nicholson back in the seventies, and so he really? had it. Yeah, he because it didn't it didn't fu- he didn't do any directing or whatever. You know, this was before his directing days. He was still strictly a horror book au- author at the time. Right. And then, of course, he took his first shot at directing uh, in uh, Maximum Overdrive back in the mid '80s. And then, of course, um, you know he's pretty much put it in there that if he wrote the story, he wants to make sure that the movie's made right. It doesn't doesn't matter if some things have to change from the book to the to the movie. You know, um, he's he's accepted that. It's just that what you know, things they didn't do in the shining back in the seventies. And so he had it remade in the, in the mid nineties. Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, he, of course he had a hand in the, in the stand back in 94, but he saw room for improvement. Of course, I think they dicked over Marilyn Manson because Marilyn Manson was supposed to get the role of the trash, trash can man, but they ended up giving it to somebody else. But nonetheless, you know, we're looking at Whoopi Goldberg as Mother Abigail. Wait, 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 wait. Whoopi Goldberg? Yes, as Mother... In a horror TV show. Yes, Mother Abigail, obviously, you don't know the story of The Stand, but The Stand is about a pandemic that it's an experiment that goes wrong on a military base, and they lose a vial... And a and a virus gets spread, and and the one guy who's just outside of the compound grabs his family and and drives as far as he can till he he crashes his car in Texas when he already has the virus. Then it's too late, and ninety nine percent of the population is wiped out. So so,
15: so <laughs> with with what you described here, it kind it. it to me because it sounds like a combination of both jericho of the tv series jericho an epi- the a recent episode of macgyver and under the dome
2: a little bit yes because it, it does get into post-apocalyptics and of course those that survive the uh, the captain trips virus as they call it the super flu
11: mm-hmm.
2: they they start having dreams dreams of two people one of them being Whoopi Goldberg's character of Mother Abigail who is basically a prophet for God and the other the other one is a demon sorcerer named Randall Flagg who's you know and one's based in in Nebraska and takes her she whoopi Goldberg's character Mother Abigail takes her people from Nebraska to Boulder Colorado while uh, the other remaining survivors gather in Las Vegas under Randall flag, and it's basically a, an, the final battle for humanity, a, a good against evil, and then, in the end, rebuilding society. And so that is coming to CBS. Uh, um, what's that CBS app I f- call it? Uh,
15: CBS app? All Access.
2: Yes. So that's coming on December 17th. I am not uh, – I'm very, very excited about this because the stand – is one of my favorite stories and uh, i think one of the things that makes it so scary because it's not your it's not your typical horror movie with vampires and werewolves and zombies and all that you know this is a this is a demon sorcerer and a prophet of god after a pandemic which this story with the exception of a demon sorcerer mind you could be true is what makes it so scary
15: you know i act. you know uh I mentioned the show Under the Dome. I My parents used to watch it um, every week. And I saw the first episode. And what creeped me the fuck out was that scene when the dome came down and it sliced that cow in half. You want to talk about flipping my shit. I was like, oh, oh, God,
2: I'm going vegan. Thank you. You know, one of of the movies to first really scare me when I was little was the second Star Trek movie, The Wrath of Khan. I
15: don't think I've seen it.
2: Well, I I really haven't seen many
15: Star Trek films.
2: Well, it's be, you know I love Star Trek the series when I was a kid, and I'm thinking I don't want to go see Star Trek on the big screen, and it has a has a scene in it that just scares the fuck out of me. And what it is is uh, they have these these ear these these bugs with pinchers that go in people's ears, and yeah. and over time uh, causes madness. Yeah, the bugs go to the cerebral cortex and cause madness and over time death. And, uh, and you know, just seeing them, it just kind of freaked me out to see them going into the ears. And it was shortly after that, that I find out that there is a bug with pinchers called an earwig. I'm like, oh, that's very comforting. <laughs>
15: <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I saw like, I mean I saw a few episodes of Under the Dome and it was, I will admit it was a little interesting. I was intrigued, um, but I wasn't like a faithful viewer. I just I, I after a few episodes I looked at my phone and I said this is way too messed up for me, man. This is- <laughs> this takes messed up to a whole nother level yes but uh but I mean it was a it was a successful series it had three seasons and um I mean hey it was a good it was a good show nonetheless and but yeah with uh CBS all access i I'm gonna be getting it here soon and mainly because um you know they have all they have like a bunch of shows that are that you can't that are like um not uh, all right i'm probably gonna you know go cause people to go bleh but i'm a fan of big
2: brother oh that's okay uh, so is my wife i mean <laughs> uh, and i and i uh,
15: Especially, and I like the first Big Brother, the one from 2000. And I've been wanting to go back and see it again and, you know, watch the series. And I'll get to do that with CBS All Access. And there's also, I mean, there's new series like there's, uh, they're bringing back, they brought back The Twilight Zone. Oh, they Yeah. Have, they have the new Star Trek Discovery, well, with um, with the original Captain Picard,
2: I, and um, you, well, there's a, there's the new Star Trek series, and then there's Picard, and of course with CBS Hardy all yeah, CBS All Access, you can get the old Star Trek, you can get Star Trek TNG, you can get Star Trek Deep Space Nine, it's got it all there for you, all and, of
15: that, and with and um. My parents, they were a fan of Voyager. And um, you know how that show basically launched the UPN network? Yeah. I actually have on VHS tape, and I transferred it to DVD, thank God. I have the original airing of that episode um, from when UPN premiered. And... I, and you know how the WB launched with big, you know, grandeur and stuff? Yeah. UPN didn't do any of that shit. They just went into the episode.
2: Now, also with uh, CBS All Access, too, I mean, my favorite crime drama of all time is Hawaii 5-0, not the new one. I really don't care for this this one that they got going. I was
15: about to say. I was about to say.
2: I like the older the new. I like the old. I like the one with Jack Lord. Oh
15: yeah, he was amazing.
2: Yes, I mean that was. I mean that was the show that basically kickstarted shows like like uh, CSI.
15: You know, there's actually another getting back to Star Trek real quick. There's actually another series that's in development for CBS All Access. It's called Star Trek Section Thirty One.
2: Oh, I don't doubt it. I mean, they're coming out with Star Trek, just about everything, and um, but the
15: one thing that I'm that I wish they would not do, but they're doing anyway. There's a new SpongeBob movie. Oh, jeez! Oh, it's d- called the SpongeBob Movie: Sponge on the Run. Sorry, Mary, I love you, but why? I mean, it was released August fourteenth, twenty twenty, in Canada. It, the budget was sixty million, and it and it lost money. It only made four point eight million at the box office. A sixty million dollar budget, and you only made four point eight million at the box office.
2: Very good going, brilliant just fucking
15: brilliant <laughs> what a what a good use of money
2: <laughs> well, uh, uh, tell and, me uh, no more
15: it, <laughs> oh well it was um it was oh, it, that that's only the box office in Canada and um it's let's see here oh it's um it's actually net on Netflix now. Let's see. Uh, In July 2020, it's going to be on CBS All Access in 2021. It was supposed to be in theaters, but due to COVID, it was uh, canceled and released through video on demand. Uh, July 30th, Paramount Pictures Canada announced that the film will be released in Canadian theaters on August 14th. Between the Netflix and CBS All Access deals, Paramount recouped the entire production cost of the film still doesn't make and some and rotten tomatoes for some reason gave it 77 percent hmm.
2: you know still, it, still
15: 60 million dollar budget yeah. you need
2: know, 4.8 million yeah you kind of you kind of got fucked on that one <laughs> yeah and then of course um you know uh I remember discussing uh, Cobra Kai with you and Derek back when it was first airing and uh, both of you guys were uh, showing some interest in that and uh, unfortunately I, I
15: did see a couple of episodes of it and I was very impressed.
2: Yes, unfortunately back then it was on YouTube Red or YouTube Premium and you guys didn't have the didn't have the access but now here it is on Netflix, and uh, this is this is looking good. We got, of course, we got the return of this season, Cobra Kai three. So we start out with Johnny Lawrence, who's played by William Zabka, and of course uh, Daniel Larusso, played by um, Ralph Macchio. Mm-hmm. By the by the way, did you know Ralph Macchio named his son Daniel? <laughs> he did. Hey. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, of course, uh, they basically rehash their old rivalry. And at the end of season one, John Kreese played by Martin Cove makes an appearance. And then of course, season two, he's, he's, uh, a part of the regular cast. Season three is going to include the, re- because Daniel is going to return to Okinawa. We're going to see Choson and, uh, the Japanese girl, uh, Yumiko, I think was her name that, uh, you remember his girlfriend from the karate kid part two. Yeah. So we're going to see the return of those two characters.
15: And that is awesome. I, I had that in my watch list along with the West wing, Jeff Dunham, Gabriel Glacius, VR troopers, uh, Adam Sandler,
2: <laughs> yeah.
15: comedians, Dan Carr, in car, getting coffee. Um, which, if you don't know what that is, that's a Jerry Seinfeld thing. Hold on, one second. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Um. But yeah, I got. I was. But yeah, um, I got. I got that, and quite a few others in my list that I'll get to.
2: You also uh, said something a little while ago that, uh, of course, uh, in a in a private conversation, you said there's going to be another Home Alone movie, and we're going to see the return of Macaulay Culkin playing Kevin Kevin McAllister along with his brother Buzz, and we're going to see Marvin Harry, of course, played by Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern.
15: Yes, um, they they haven't released a lot. Uh... They haven't released like the plot or what it. it they haven't released like um, the synopsis. It, it says here that the plot is said to center around a boy who faces off against a married couple after he steals something of theirs. Um, I okay okay. Um, it said uh, in February twenty twenty, it was announced that characters from the first two films including Kevin McAllister, Harry Lime, Marv Merchants, and Buzz McAllister, would be making appearances in the upcoming film, with Macaulay Culkin reprising his role as Kevin. Kevin! Uh,
13: <laughs> you spent $967 on room service!
15: <laughs> and um, they and in July 2020, it was announced that Ali Mackey, Keenan Thompson, Chris Parnell... Aisling Bay, Pete Holmes, Timothy Simons, and Mikey Daya joined the cast. And by November 2020, Disney's new CEO Bob Chapek announced that filming on all movies that have been postponed by the by COVID had resumed filming, and in some cases, completed principal photography. So um, it's saying that they that it's going to be released to uh, Disney Plus. Um, Hopefully next year, or if not,
2: the year after. I was just—I can't see if you have you have Kevin McAllister now, who's in his late thirties, um, pro- probably now, but or probably early forties now, going after two criminals who are in their seventies. I, I just don't find that very interesting. <laughs> it, it'd be like uh, during during the chase, Kevin will be like.
15: Hey, do you guys need Metamucil? <laughs> God. Um, or, or uh, hey, mom, you need a new hip? <laughs> Yo, mom, do you need a new hip?
2: <laughs> Harry? Do you need hair? I'm going to murder that kid.
15: <laughs> I don't care if they give me the chair. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, Macaulay Culkin, he is actually dating someone that is eight years younger than him.
2: Oh, that's no surprise.
15: Yeah, uh Brenda Song, who was uh in a bunch of Disney movies, um is is dating um Macaulay Culkin. Wow. Yeah, I mean I hey it's what I want to know is if is if he is going to do the famous
2: scream. Uh, after he's shaking. <laughs> <laughs> with, with his hands over both cheeks.
15: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know, uh, unfortunately, I know they can't get um, John Hurd uh, to come yeah. on. because Well, I mean, John Hurd's dad. Yeah, he passed um, away. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean it was a shocker. Um, and I know and uh John Hughes they won't be able to have him because he's also dead. But um I will I will say as long I am glad that they're that you know they're bringing back the characters but they're having the original cast members reprise the characters because And I can't believe I'm about to admit this. I saw Home Alone 4 when it first debuted on television. And I realized why it was a direct-to-TV movie. Because they brought back the original character names. But they were played by... I mean, Kevin was played by someone named Mike Weinberg... Marv was played by French Stewart. Okay. With, and, I mean, it was, basically, it's, um, let's see, Kevin's parents have separated and he lives with his mother. He decides to go spend Christmas with his father and his rich girlfriend, Natalie, but finds himself having to deal with his old nemesis, Marv, his new psychic wife, Vera, and an unlikely servant of Natalie working as their inside person.
2: That just doesn't eat. I mean, not only was I going to say I, it, just doesn't sound good.
15: It wasn't. I saw the. I saw it when it first aired, and it was. And I. And at the end of the movie, I said, "I wasted two hours of my life on this." And then, and then they made a Home Alone five, where this time. Basically, um... What, they get bored? uh, No. Well, I mean, when you're home alone, sometimes you can get bored. But, but, uh, basically, the the robbers are ghosts.
2: Oh, come on. (laughs) It is so messed up. It sounds... Is it... Hearted? is that a good way to put it
15: <laughs> it was made in 2012 it was released it was it, it aired on abc family if that tells you anything
2: then it's and, definitely retarded
15: yeah and it was it, 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 yeah. now and home alone 3 <clears throat> now home alone 3 was the last home alone movie that actually was okay. That was act- it wasn't like the first two, but it was still very good. It was it was still funny, you know. <laughs> yeah, and um, Home Alone 4 and 5 was just dumb. Um but Home Alone 3 it um it actually had good um, you know, traps, you know. It had it had the physical comedy, you know. It had it had all of that just like home alone 1 and 2 did yeah home alone 4 and 5 i mean the the kid used a remote control in home alone 4 to open and close a door <laughs> Why do you you don't Kevin Kevin McAllister never gives us that the most technology the most technological advanced thing he has is a talk boy.
2: Oh no no don't forget about the uh, what was uh, no that was the third movie the the remote control car. Yes yes the remote control car by the way i I just gotta say too these remote controlled uh drones are quite quite interesting
15: i wonder if they'll work that into the sixth one
2: (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised (laughs) yeah
15: but i mean it's um i just hope that they do it right that the movie is good if it is awesome they made up but you know um this isn't the first time that Macaulay Culkin has reprised his role as Kevin. There was a short film in 2018 that was uh, Home Alone Again with the Google Assistant. And, it cre- what, and it's basically an ad that recreated scenes from the original film where Kevin saves his face, jumps on his parents' bed, and decorates a Christmas tree. All while asking the Google Assistant to set reminders for him. <laughs> um, it, let me let me look this up here, and I'll yeah. try and stream it to you. Uh,
2: um, uh, well, I won't be able to get it, so don't worry. Um, let's see here. Um. All right. I hate to say it though, we're close to almost out of time.
15: (laughs) Well, this one, this is actually about. um, Okay, let me. I'm seeing. It's not too long. It's.
2: Uh, I'm seeing something here. Go to full screen.
15: Yeah, I'm trying to find a mini cam here. Yeah, and it's. It's like a minute or two. It's like a minute.
2: Gotcha. And it's... com. Yeah, that's...
15: For some reason, it's not wanting to work, so... Um... You'll just have to oh, say... Oh, here's screen. Duh, that's what I needed. Okay. All right. Um...
2: Here we go. All right. There we go. All right. Are you able to hear it? Yeah, I can hear
15: it.
8: Mom? Dad?
14: Hey, Google, what's on my calendar today? You have one event called House to Yourself. Oh, yeah.
10: Hey, Google, add aftershave to my shopping list.
14: Hey, Google.
1: Remind me to clean these sheets later. Okay, I'll remind you. Ah. Too
12: bad AC. Someone's the front door. What do I owe you? Looks like you paid online.
10: Keep the change, you filthy animal. Okay, cool. Hey Google, turn down the temperature two degrees.
12: Hey Google, begin Operation Kevin.
14: Operation Kevin underway. <laughs>
16: To get out of here before somebody
11: sees us.
2: Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah.
15: yeah, there, there's actually, I think, a making of of it. Um, it's it, or um, oh here, there's another version of it here. I mean, that has Joe Pesci in it.
2: Oh, uh, well, we got to see. We definitely got to see that. If mean, you can share the screen again. Yeah. All right, let me know when you see the... I see it. Yeah.
10: Oh, whoa. Everybody. Shh. Hey, Google, what's on my calendar
14: today? You have one event called House to Yourself. Oh, yeah.
11: It's home
5: alone. now. The name of the movies, the movies. Yeah, yeah. Google. Add
9: aftershave to my shopping list. Okay. Except he's big now. Hey right. Google. Remind me to clean these sheets later.
7: Okay, I'll remind you. <laughs> <laughs> How
9: about that face, he makes? What
7: do I, Elliot?
12: Looks like you paid online. Keep the change, you <laughs> the animal. Okay. <laughs> hey Google. Begin operation Kevin. Operation. I love this.
10: Right, here's my big part Watch You better get out of here
15: Before somebody sees us I oh, <laughs> nailed it I nailed it I did I nailed it Mauve, <laughs> <laughs> Mauve. Harry Why uh, the hell take taking shoes off
2: Why the hell are You dress like a chicken <laughs> Yeah we are definitely Out of time though Um Next week is going to be our last Saturday before Christmas, so that means we will have our Christmas episode. Uh, What's to be scheduled is yet to be determined. But uh, (laughs) you going to be here? I'll try to be. All right. So we're going to end the show with Scuzz Twitley. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and we'll be back next week.
0: Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio.
5: This is just an interview for North Pole Telegram and Dispatch. I have a few questions.
2: This
13: Christmas...
5: Mr. Klaus will see you now. What was he like? He was jolly. He was old, festive, intimidating. Do you have any interests outside of Christmas?
0: No. I want to know about you.
5: There's really not much to know about me. I mean, (laughs) look at me. I'm just an elf.
0: I am looking at you.
5: Why are you a success?
0: Control. I decide who's been nice and who's been naughty. Have you been naughty? I'm incapable of leaving you alone.
11: Then
5: don't.
0: Sit on my lap. Tell
1: me what you want. You should stay away. I'll drink all your milk. Then I'm going downstairs to eat your
11: cookies. Yes.
1: I don't do romance. My tastes are very specific. I'm making a list and checking it twice. I want to show you something.
8: Tis the season.
1: I want to wrap you up. Oh, my. And stuff your
8: stocking. Oh!
9: Here comes Santa Claus. Ah. Fifty Shades of Santa.
11: Ho, ho, ho.
12: Ring in the brand new year. If you can jangle my jingle bells, ring in the brand new year.
2: Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business, or perhaps you're in a band, or maybe you run a radio show or podcast? Whatever you do. You want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than Fresh Baked Teas. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from Fresh Baked Teas. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today.
1: If you've been searching for a show that talks about what's trending in the world, entertainment, gossip, stupid news, and more sizzling talk radio. That is not dumbed or watered down a show that is not for pussies. Then you need to stop searching and check out the Charles Richardson show. It's uncensored talk radio, no crybabies. no losers, no fuck tarts. Charles Richardson and crew bring it 100% with real opinions. If you can't take it, Get the fuck out. You can even call the show and flap your gums. Provided you have a brain. For the 411, stations, and showtimes. Like The Charles Richardson Show on Facebook. At facebook.com forward slash The Charles Richardson Show. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. The Charles Richardson Show. You want some? Come get some.
5: I'm a mom, a business owner, and a patriot, but I am not a politician. A few years ago, I founded a nonprofit to defend voters' rights and stop election fraud. We exposed corruption, so the corruptors wanted me silenced. The IRS, FBI, ATF, OSHA, and a US congressman turned my life upside down. Their investigations were invasive, abusive, relentless, and political. They demanded every social media message I'd ever posted, the name of every group I'd ever spoken to, and every word I spoke. I was supposed to give up, but I am not a victim. I'm an American, and I will not stand by and watch while our freedoms are picked off. An attack on one right is an attack on every right. So, I fight. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place.
1: i'm jim hunt at your service put my voice and audio production skills to work for you let's do this
9: listening to outlaw radio be sure to leave your feedback by calling
6: 208-957-7016 all feedback is played and replied to on
9: the show visit our official website at radio abs.com Outlaw Radio is the presentation of AOW Productions.
13: Well, here I am sitting on a porch, writing another song. Waylon, Willie, David Allen, cool You can't go wrong you such great outlaw boys just like me Man, can't you see? Because you can't go wrong With one good outlaw song outlaw song Well here I am sitting on the porch wishing I was here with old George We'd be strumming on the cold hard truth and he stopped loving her today to play, because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song. The outlaw song. Well, here I am with this old song about Waylon and Willie, David Allen Cole. Black and a possum George Jones can't go wrong